the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. And uh, like Kellyanne Conway, uh, here at Unite IE Radio, we are laughing our ass off today. It was, a, it was a big day for Republicans. Uh, many feel we have on the line someone that uh, is going to take a closer look at this. We've got the health care Senate bill that rolled out today. We've got still the after effects of the shooting in Alexandria, Virginia that uh, we're dealing with. As you mentioned, special elections, new terrorist attacks, and all of that is uh, it was fair game on this edition of the United IE radio program. We have on the line with us. Uh, Tom Del Beccaro, he is the author of the book Divided Era, which you can buy on Amazon. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Tom Del Beccaro. He was the former chairman of the California Republican Party and a candidate for U.S. Senate most recently. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Good to hear you guys' voice. It's good to be with you, Tom. You 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 do bring a, a sense of political perspective to the conversation, and we're glad to have you here to help us uh, dissect some of this. You have an article that just appeared in Forbes, again, another uh, installment of the continued writings of uh, Del Beccaro and company, and so we appreciate uh, what you have, your perspective on this. The title of the article is The Biggest Mistake That D.C. Republicans Are Making. Uh, my first question is, Tom, is there just one mistake? There's one biggest. <laughs> oh, okay. One biggest There's mistake. There's one biggest. Okay. Good point, Greg. <laughs> All right. What is that biggest mistake that uh, D.C. Republicans are making? Well, they repeatedly make it. You know, they hold an election. We do. They have these massive campaigns and tell voters, get excited about our candidates, come out and vote for our candidates, and we'll win. And every election, it turns out, somebody wins. And often that's because the energy and the commitment of the volunteers is higher than on the other side. Voter enthusiasm is higher on one side than the other. And then repeatedly, mostly on the right, what happens is they just go to Washington and they sit there and they argue with the, the Democrats under the dome saying, this is our plan. And they say, well, you don't have enough votes for that, so you're going to have to undercut it. And you have a Mitch McConnell repeatedly saying, well, we don't have the votes. And they go it alone. They just fight among, you know, 52 Republicans, 240-plus Republicans in the, in the House, 52 in the Senate. And they fight the Democrats and say, oh, we can't get anything done. And they leave behind them their most powerful weapon, which is an organized group of voters, the, the very voters who sent them to Washington. So 
they should have a continuing campaign. They should go out there and tell the country. They should put up their legislation, which is in doubt because the Gang of Four is against it, and we can talk about that in a bit. But they should go out, invigorate Americans to say, this is the change we need, and have those Americans put pressure on the Joe Mansions of the world, the, the swing Democrats, and say, look, don't be obstructionist. That's the most powerful element or should be always in a democracy or a republic. The threat of the vote. And so Republicans shouldn't go this alone anymore. They should, they should introduce a bill, go around the country, hold town halls on TV, in person, use the Internet, social media, on and on and on, and whip up support saying, Obamacare is collapsing, here's our improvement. We need a tax bill because the current tax bill or laws are killing jobs, and we want to get you jobs. And get Americans on their side. They have the bully pulpit. They have the White House. They have a good guy to say things like, it's time we drain the swamp and get rid of the tax bill. Their most effective weapon is an organized group of Americans who are for reform, and that's what they need to do. And with Donald Trump, is the, they have a unique opportunity because I think millions, if not tens of millions of people would respond to him saying, I need your help to drain the swamp and make America great again, and here's what I want you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Trump's a great message at this point. And, and Trump should add to that message, Greg, and say, right now you have typical Washington. They investigate. They don't fix. Well, you sent me here to fix things. Here's two bills that will fix things, help me get it done. Right, and make it easy for them. So you, you, you sign up for the email, you get an email, you have the contact information for your member of, your member of Congress and your, and your senators. Uh, you have a pre-written letter, you have, or whatever, I mean, you have a pre-written, whatever it is, you may, and you, you, know, you, you make it easy for them so they can comfortably step into political activism. And they're they're not doing it. And that's one of my greatest criticisms of Donald Trump is he is not getting out there and selling his program. He goes out and gives great speeches, and he's had one in Iowa this past week. But he's not out. Here's the health care bill. Here's the 10 point major points of the bill. And here's why it's better than Obamacare. And he needs to do that. Absolutely. Do you think that his speech in Iowa this week was effective in any way of accomplishing what you're talking about? Well, it's a good start. Remember when he went to Florida earlier in the year, the the media was all aghast. Doesn't he know we already won? Stop the campaign? False. You can never stop the campaign. And so uh, what they need to do is continue to go out there and campaign like this is the most important campaign of their lives. And and so it's a good start, but it, they need a concerted, long-term effort. Which raises another question is, do the Republicans in Congress really want to make any big changes in Washington? Well, look, this bill they put out would be a significant change, not all the change that, that probably the three of us want, and certainly... Ted Cruz and Rand Paul want more. But yeah, they do want they do want a tax bill. Their future is dependent on a tax bill. So I would say yes, but not nearly the size that that you want or or I want.
It's not so much the size, it's, it's, the, it's the contents of it. Is it going to be a pro-growth simplification, or is it going to end up being another, uh, and in the healthcare bill as well, a Washington-designed camel? You know, the adage that a, a camel is a horse-designed committee. Bye-bye committee. <laughs> well, look, I want a flat tax. I ran on a flat tax. We're not going to get that. But remember that the Reagan tax cuts came in uh, two bites. There was the initial tax reform and then a second one in 86, five years later. And the combination of the two dramatically lowered the tax burden and led to really 30 years of economic growth. That's something we need to uh, uh, duplicate. If, if Look, I'm in favor right now of just passing the 86 Act all over again or repealing anything that changed the 86 Act and just get it back to that and we would be in great shape. Well, the Dow is certainly uh, soaring health stocks on the news of the new health care replacement bill out of the Senate are soaring. Uh, We'll take a look at the economy and some other impacts that the Trump agenda seems to be having across the country. When we return, our special guest for the hour is Tom Del Beccaro, former Republican chairman and Senate candidate and author of the book, The Divided Era. And that's probably something else we should talk about Absolutely. is the division in America and how that resolves itself. More with Tom Del Beccaro on the Unite IE radio program after this. From Ed Hoffman, Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE, broker license number 0114-7747. And California Financers Lenders License number 603-K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603-K610. NMLS 9873. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program where we advocate that the most important political office is that of private citizen. And there's a lot of opportunities for folks as private citizens to take a stand in California. We'll talk about that coming up. But Tom Del Beccaro, you're the author of the book Divided Era. Political division probably hasn't been as high uh, as many people are saying in their lifetimes. Where where are we in this political division and where are we headed? Is it going to get ugly? or is it going to resolve itself? Well, so my book, The Divided Area, again, you get it on Amazon. The Divided Area started in the mid-90s. And we've had an explosion in both division and government since the mid-90s. We're headed towards over $6 trillion in spending this year by our state, local, and federal government. And the reason why we're fighting so much is because there's a lot to fight about. The government's writing $6 trillion in in checks. That means... 
we're competing to get that $6 trillion. We're competing to be in charge of who hands out the $6 trillion. We're competing to avoid being taxed for that $6 trillion as well. And then government regulates the economy to the tune of about $2.5 to $2.8 trillion a year. And we're competing to avoid those regulations or foist them on our competitors. This is the royal we, of course. So that's a huge competition and the basis for our division today. So when I'm asked, well, is this fighting temporary? No, because next year the government spending is going to be the same or more. Will it go away in the short term? Only if you reduce the size of government. Look, it's a mathematical thing. If government is handing out $6 trillion, you'll have $6 trillion worth of fights. If government is handing out $7 trillion, you will actually have more fights than at the $6 trillion level. And the competition grows. You know, people think, oh, there's so much money in politics. Okay, but that's because we're handing out so much money. And so you get a huge race, like in Georgia, where it seems that every marginal seat they're going to fight. Well, that's going to continue to grow. And it's going to cost probably cost, cost Nancy Pelosi your job because politics is about winning, and they're not on a good streak right now. Now, that's that's really bad news. Nancy Pelosi um, have, leaving in the role. I mean, I can't think of anything better than having her as the symbol and face and image of the Democrat Party. And, and not because not because of her physical appearance, but because she is an older of an older age, very left. San Francisco Democrat, and that's the image I'd like to have in Georgia and Ohio and Michigan and Indiana and elsewhere. Along with, Greg, I can add on to you, and I agree with you 100%, along with the Democrat DNC chairman, who's they've had two consecutive months of their worst fundraising in a decade, and a lot of that has to do with their very bad choices for DNC chairmen who are, you know, Tony Tom Perez, their chairman, basically goes out there and just spews anger. And even Democrat donors want a plan. He doesn't have a plan. They're just the party of opposition and anger. And donors tire of that. Yeah, it's okay for a couple of weeks. But, okay, what's your plan for rebuilding and getting back on top? They don't have one. And as the four... Look, we, we might as well get right into these four, four or five uh, special elections. To me, it is not surprising at all that the Republicans swept, because they're all Republican seats. In fact, the people who were picked were basically, supposedly, quote, in safe seats, right? So they should have won those seats. It would have meant something for the Democrats to get it. So the fact that they stayed in Republican hands does not shock me at all. However... The really poor fundraising by the DNC is something that uh, indicates something. And what it indicates is the DNC is so far left now that even the donors feel uncomfortable with it. And that could hurt the Democrats substantially in 2018. Well, you you mentioned something that's really important because the Democratic Party brand has become toxic. And I would posit it's become toxic because it's become the the home. And people are really beginning to recognize that this it's become the home of communist Marxists and socialists at institutional levels like our educational structure. But at the grassroots level, it's also become the home of movements like the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, um, 
you know, even elements of uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. You've got Linda Sousor, who is an advocate for Sharia law, uh, a stealth advocate, I would say. She's finding a home in the in the Democratic Party. So I got to believe that the donor classes you mentioned, as well as moderate Democrats are beginning are going to at some point begin to question their participation in a party that has radicals like that at the heart of their message making. True. Well, um, and, but we also need to remember that the Democrats have won the popular vote three out of the last four times. So I'm always wary to to foreshadow the death of a party. Uh, there are both parties are a mixed bag right now. If Republicans don't pass a, a good health care bill that actually has a beneficial effect on people getting health care, and if they don't pass the tax bill, they're going to be in trouble next fall as well. Well, that is a big deal. Well, I just remember last year, all people were saying, well, the Republicans are never going to elect a president again. The Republican Party's over with. Yeah. So, okay. Mark Twain knows a lot about this. Uh, reports of, of political party deaths are greatly exaggerated. Let's bring this conversation in our next segment home to California. We always like to talk about what people can do. Uh, there is an initiative that I think could make the difference here in California and do what you said starting out in the program about Republicans getting organized. I think the NoCAGasTax.com opportunity presents one such platform to get organized from. We're speaking to Tom Del Bacaro. He's the author of the book Divided Era, former chairman of the Republican Party, former Senate candidate. More with Tom up ahead as we continue. We thank Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation for his support, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Recent polls show that 72% of likely voters have an unfavorable opinion of the uh, GOP, Uh, 66% of millennials, 80% of Latinos, and 50% of Republicans have an unfavorable opinion of the GOP. Does the California GOP, I mean, we talked about Mark Twain and the the death of of a political party. Is the California Republican Party dead or dying? It's uh, in a very difficult position for a variety of reasons, and I'd like to list them for you, if, if I may. Yep. Number one, demographics are changing considerably uh, from the way it used to be. Uh, the middle class and a lot of Republican-style voters have moved to states where they can find jobs. That has drained uh, the Republican ranks. And those that have moved in have been more favorable to Democrats, let's say, Uh 
generally the outflow in California goes to other states. The inflow comes from, or uh, much of the inflow comes from other countries. So the demographics have changed. That's number one. Number two, one of the reasons why so many Republicans are, are moving is total discouragement that the party doesn't stand for anything. I have tried to convince those up in Sacramento for 15 years, and maybe this is my failure, that, that you need a brand and that the guy running for assembly in San Diego and the person running for assembly up on the northern border in Del Norte County should all have one or two things in common, tax reform, uh, some sort of uh, crime initiative, and then some, so two things, taxes, eco economics taxes, and crime and safety, and then a third thing they should run on is something local that each one of them can pick. But the point is, the party should be understood from stem to stem so a voter goes, well, the Republicans want this and the Democrats are against that and I want it. That doesn't happen. Also, the way the party is being run today is completely ineffective. There is no statewide effort to communicate and to let people know what's going on. There's not a, a volunteer effort like there used to be during my chairmanship and all the chairmanships before that. And so there isn't the voter contact that's necessary for voters to see that you're actually do something. Until those three things are reversed, then it, the Republican Party is going to continue to slide. Which brings us to the gas tax that Governor Brown and Sacramento Democrats shoved down the throats of voters this past a uh, couple of weeks in the form of SB1. There is now an effort to put that to the vote uh, to the voters on uh, November of 2018 in the form of the no CA gas tax dot com initiative by Assemblyman Travis Allen out of Huntington Beach. To me, in terms of organizing around the very things you just listed, demographics changing, I, I can't I can't help but think that everybody in those demographics drives a car and is going to be negatively impacted by this. Need a brand. You saw, talked about tax reform. This would be tax reform. Need a local issue. This is as local as it gets commuters driving back and forth to work that are going to be paying for the malfeasance of Sacramento and then party organization. This is an opportunity for the party to organize around something not only that can unify Republicans, but can reach across the aisle to disaffected Democrats that are also going to be shouldering a portion of this cost. Is this the opportunity that I think it is, Tom? Uh, objection calls for speculation. <laughs> Answer the question. Right. <laughs> Council is badgering the witness. <laughs> Potentially, remember there was a recall of a governor over over a gas tax. Absolutely. Uh, yes, because this is, and and here are the reasons why it can be. First of all, the issue cuts across party lines for the reasons you mentioned. It turns out that the gas tax adversely affects. Uh, the lower income brackets than it does the upper, because in generally, if you're an uh, upper income person, you're driving less distance to work. A lower income person generally has to drive. So where I live, the, the commute is an hour more for people to get to San Francisco for those in the bottom half. So you can reach them on a pocketbook issue, and it means lots and lots of dollars. So this is a great issue for Republicans to do everything you say, say, look, you you just passed a $185 billion bill and you and you couldn't come up with $10 billion for roads in that, that's number one. Number two, they're hurting you. 
pass this and will effectively give you a tax cut. They should have, uh, if they do this in an initiative form, and it looks like they are, then what they should do is arm every county party, every volunteer group, and say, and go out and organize around a petition around for these signatures and, and educate people to go what's going on. Here's what the Republicans want. Here what the Democrats want. And, and create a party structure around that. This is exactly, and I've said this, you know, Greg off the air mentioned a quote of mine, minority parties do well, not when they try to be something for everyone, not when they take on a massive agenda and say, here's how we'll remake the world. What they do is they pick a issue and a candidate and get behind that. I call it foot-in-the-door politics. Just open the door a little bit, put your foot in it, and say, hey, and this is a great opportunity. It has great potential. But you know what potential is. You know what that means, don't you, Greg? Yes. And, Don, (laughs) that's French for you're not worth anything now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is great potential. Recent poll. Recent poll, uh, the gas tax is opposed by 58 to 35 in California. But as someone like I know of Tea Party Patriots, Republicans seldom muff a chance to muff a chance. Yeah. No, this is a, this is a great opportunity. Am I convinced they're going to do it? No. Well, let's work at the grassroots level to put the upward pressure on it. That's nocagastax.com. You can go out, become a volunteer, make a donation to get a packet. Tom Del Beccaro has been our guest for the first half of the Unite IE radio show. The Divided Era, you can get it on Amazon. You can follow him on Facebook, and I would recommend it because rarely does he miss an opportunity to provide good political uh, commentary on the events unfolding of the day. Tom, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks so much, and please look at my Forbes article on what Republicans need to do now that they've won a few elections again. All right? Thank you, buddy. All right. Take care. Welcome back to the Unite IE radio program, the most important radio show for the most important political office in America, that of private citizen. We just had Tom Del Beccaro on with us to talk about a wide range of topics. The one we finished up on, which is the opportunity that we have to organize around the initiative to repeal the California, the largest gas tax increase in California history that come November 1st will place California as the highest gas taxed state in the nation. With almost the worst roads in the country. Exactly. We have an opportunity to rally around that, and I want to explore that because I think it's important that that message get out to everybody who listens to this radio show because this is the issue that you can use to unite your political groups, unite your neighborhoods, unite people across party lines. This is an opportunity to take a message to everyone, to gather signatures, to open up the conversation about the key differences between the Republican Party and their message, which, as Tom says, is pretty much non-existent. But we can create that message at the grassroots level and reach across party lines. We can use it to get Republicans that are frustrated with what's going on out of the stands and on the playing field. We can reach across party lines with an argument that hits people right in their pocketbooks, right where it counts. Everybody in the Inland Empire who commutes to work is going to end up spending an additional two to $500 a month on gas taxes easily, I think. In addition, their registrations will go up on January 1st. And diesel fuel taxes went up. And ultimately, that's going to translate to higher prices at the store shelves. If you think 
most every product that we buy, whether it's at Toys R Us, groceries, even gas itself is shipped by truck, by diesel, and diesel fuel is going to go up 20 cents a gallon. If you don't think that that's going to translate to higher prices, you need to go back to Economics 101 because transportation companies are going to pass that directly on to not transportation companies. They're going to pass it on to the people that they ship products for, and the people that ship those products are going to pass that directly into their into their pricing of their products on store shelves, you're going to see those prices starting to go up in anticipation of this November 1st. Well, Californians love to raise taxes as long as they think someone else is going to pay. So we saw uh, there was a recent poll that this gas tax is as opposed by California voters by 58% to 35%. Now, here's a you think this would be a huge opportunity for the California Republican Party. At last, we have an issue. It, it, it matches our basic values being for low taxes, and it's, and it's popular with the California voters. But where is the California Republican Party? You got Travis Allen is out leading the charge on this initiative. But the California Republican Party is basically nowhere to be seen. And you were just at, an event, at a meeting of the Orange County Republican Party where they refused to endorse this initiative, and it's like, WTF? I mean, you can't, what are they thinking? Right, that that concern revolved around the possibility of another competing issue, uh, initiative being uh, being created. But now that's been resolved. We know that the people that were possibly going to create that have uh, indicated they're going to circle around behind Travis Allen's issue. So you're right. Why would they muff an opportunity to endorse this i think that's going to happen i think it's going to happen before their next meeting i think we're going to have the opportunity to do the same thing at the republican uh, party committee meetings in august in july and august here in the inland empire and i think this is an opportunity for every activist every citizen to go out now to nocagastax.com this is going to help us get the gas tax onto the ballot in november 18th get the petitions make a donation sign up to be a volunteer and be a part of this because you can you could take this initiative to your neighbors right because it appears there's not going to be paid signature gatherers almost all initiatives in california that that, that make it they have paid signature gatherers it's 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 just been too hard of a lift to do it totally with a volunteer effort but in this case it appears it's going to take that volunteer effort and what you can do is you register on the website you will get a a petition mailed to you you need to go go to your family your friends your neighbors maybe your coworkers and get 10 signatures fill it out send it back in and if enough people do that i mean there's there are still there are still millions of republicans in california Seriously, in and the inland, a fraction of those get 10 signatures, you got it. In the Inland Empire, we've got a population near, what, 5, 6 million people. Mm-hmm. That we're talking about getting 10% of that population to sign on to this. And in the Inland Empire alone, we could push this over the finish line. That's the reality of it. And every group that's involved in politics could use this to advertise their group, send people door to door, send people to shopping malls, send people. You could go out. We're talking 
talking to owners of gas stations now who are going to allow us to gather signatures on their uh, on their property. We're talking to uh, stores that will allow us to gather signatures on their property. We're talking to private owners, businesses, uh, everything from gun stores to, uh, you know, who knows what. Um to allow us on their property to gather signatures. We're going to be rolling out on the Jen and Don show a series of live events where we're going to be at these businesses uh, asking people to drive in and pick up a packet. Five bucks for the cost of a Starbucks coffee. You can become a grassroots... Conservatives don't go to Starbucks. Okay. Uh, For a 7-Eleven or a McDonald's coffee, maybe two in that case, right? A couple of hot dogs and a cup of coffee. You can get involved in one of the the most, uh, I think, strategically important opportunities in generations that's been handed to us on a silver platter by Democrats themselves to go out and tell people, here's the differences between the parties. You have Republicans that have been saying, use the money you already have that's already being taxed to fix the roads. No. What is the what has the California legislature been doing? They've been siphoning off that money into the general fund, using it to prop up the, an exploding deficit in the pension system. They've been using it to prop up, you know, their failed policies in other Only areas. Twenty percent of, of transportation taxes and fees in California go into the roads. And the promised lockbox in this SB one has already been broken in SB one thirty two that they used to blackmail four legislators to voting for this. Two of them in the Inland Empire, Assemblywoman Sabrina Cervantes, Senator Richard Roth, they literally blackmailed them into voting for this with the promise of money that was supposed to be used to fix California roads. We now know it's going to be used to fund non-transportation projects in the Inland Empire. So they've already broken their promise of a lockbox. That's out the window. Right. And the Democrats try to make such a point that they're for the little guy. There for the average exactly. common folk. But look, what, what they actually do is they stick it to the average guy and the common folk. And they've always been doing that. It's just that now it's on the it. table. Now it's you visible. It. Now the sanitizing daylight uh, has, has is shining in and showing us exactly what Democrats are all about. They are about fleecing average Americans to prop up their political power in Sacramento. Right. California has unquestioned control by the Democrat Party, yet it has the highest cost of living adjusted poverty rate in America. But the the core constituency of people who vote for the Democrat Party are those very poor people. And what they don't realize is that every every tax, whether it's cigarettes, soda, now gas tax, every tax that's been proposed by the Democrats that that they want to use in order to raise money hits them squarely in their back pocket. So while they're getting money on the one hand, they're forking it over on in the other in terms of higher costs. And they don't realize that they're the tool of the Democratic Party to advance their power agenda. Right. And at the same time, California electricity rates for residentials is more than 40% higher than the national average because of Democrat policies. We're going to talk about that when we return here after a break on the United Inland Empire radio program. Time for a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, Mark Twain must have been thinking of the California legislature when he said that no man's life, liberty, or property are safe when the legislature is in session. Because it's not just this gas tax that they're doing to us. Right. The whole slew of other tax increases. There's a bill that was going to let them put uh, stormwater into water service, which will then let them increase water rates without going to a vote of the people, which could raise your water bill by potentially more than $1,000 a year. And that's just one bill they have in there. They're also working on the sustainability and this uh, cap and trade, which the California Air Resources Board says could raise gas prices 70 cents a gallon by 2030. And if, they, if, if, if the California Air Resources Board admits to 70 cents, it's probably much more. Yeah, and the, the, the increasing in energy prices in California doesn't stop there. There's a movement throughout California. It's been implemented in some communities to force the integration of uh, – quote unquote sustainable electrical energy into our rates now that would be wind and solar we know that those sources of energy are not economically viable the only reason they exist is because of federal government subsidies that prop them up well and and it's it's reminding me there's a great article this past week is supposedly electric vehicles which taxpayer subsidize are going to help the environment they're going to reduce global warming it turns out just to make the battery exactly for the electrical vehicle for a small one like a a nissan leaf is you take an ordinary car you could drive it for 2.7 years to admit as much co Two as it takes to make the battery. Never mind, I, I heard, never mind I heard eight years. Well, for a Tesla. Oh, for a Tesla, it's for, eight for, years. For, for, for a Tesla, it's eight years of driving a car for this to have the same effect of just making the battery, never mind producing the energy to charge the battery. Which I had always heard is mostly obviously generated through coal right now. So how much electricity is being used that's generated by coal that has the effect of dumping more CO2 into the atmosphere? So these uh, the idea that electrical vehicles are somehow green is a big what? Well, no, they, they are green, but not environment green. They're green for <laughs> green for money for people that get to make it up. They green for money. Elon Musk, right? Yeah, and the car manufacturers who you know who who piggyback on this notion that the economic these uh, economic jihadists are are perpetrating on America. You Follow know, this, the money. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, this whole green agenda that's driving uh, the sustainability movement that Donald Trump, thankfully, walked us out of the P- Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, we've never signed on to the Kyoto Agreement. All of these things are designed to move money from you know 
highly functioning economies into lower functioning economies. It penalizes America for our standard of living and dumps billions of dollars. Trillions. Into these third world economies. And not just the third world, but it's into people like Elon Musk. Well, and that too, because you've got to have a way to monetize who, it. Who's, who's, who's a, who is a billion dollar welfare queen? It, it, it goes without saying. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the, the idea that the that the green agenda is being foisted on the backs of working men and women hits ground zero in this gas tax. And this is why I think this is the opportunity for people to stand up, take a role in their government like they should have all along. Benjamin Franklin said to uh, Mrs. Powell after the signing of the Constitution, the ratification of the Constitution, she asked, what form of government have you given us? He said, a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Ladies and gentlemen, people that are listening to the Unite IE radio show all across California, this is an opportunity for you to heed Ben Franklin's warning, a republic, if you can keep it. This is the opportunity for those of us that are still in California to take back the Republic of California, which, by the way, is on the flag. The California flag says California Republic. It's time for Californians to step up and and live out the fulfillment of what a republic is all about. Never mind going that far. Just hang on to your wallet. Hang on to your money. Right. Yeah, it's not even it's, ideological, it's your, it's your, ideological it's your, it's your, at this point. It's your pot, they want your money, and you have a chance now to keep more of your money and tell the government to use its money more effectively and efficiently, not just keep coming back to the taxpayers for more money. Absolutely. As we said before, as we said in the previous segment, only 20% of California transportation taxes and fees are going into the roads. We're going to be spending a lot of time on this issue because I honestly, I mean, I think that this is the rallying cry that we need to have. It's been given us, given to us on a silver platter by the Democrats that we need to have in order to organize throughout the Inland Empire, or unite people throughout the, the Inland Empire into a common objective, which is, I mean, we've got so many different issues. We've got immigration. We've got the economy. We've got the environment. We've got, I mean, you name it, uh, so many different things that kind of fractionalize, you know, national security, the political movement inside the the Inland Empire. Here is an, a single issue that every group, no matter what their pet issue is, can unite around and apply their muscle to. And that's what Tom Del Bacaro in the first half hour said is it's a minority party becomes the majority party by finding that issue or issues that resonate beyond its base its base and push those issues. Absolutely. Not other this things. Is- you know, whatever the, whatever the media or whatever comes up, as you the, in the election campaign, Republican candidates say, yes, it's an important issue. Glad you brought that up. Now let's talk about gas prices. NoCAGasTax.com. That's NoCAGasTax.com. Go out. Sign up to become a volunteer. If you're politically involved, they're looking for people to place endorsements. I've already placed my endorsement. I'm going to forward the email to Greg so that he can apply. He can uh, voice his endorsement for this. We need every political leader in in uh, the Inland Empire to sign on and endorse this. Actually, I, I did try to endorse it, but they, they I got back an email that said, "Who are you?" <laughs> 
I'll introduce you. You are a mover and change. And everybody, this is the great thing about the environment that we're in. You know, five years ago, Greg and I were just getting involved in this. And now look at what's happened through all of the various different groups. We've held conferences. We're on, we have radio shows now. We're involved politically now. We're getting people elected to office now. This is what political movements are all about. This is the power of being organized. This issue can push us over the top to become even more organized around a single issue. You know, there is a national security component to this, actually, because one of the things that I heard very eloquently stated is that a state or a nation and even a municipality that is teetering on bankruptcy cannot secure the safety of their people because their the, the security of a community is dependent upon the fiscal responsibility of that community to be able to pay for fire, to be able to pay for policing services, the state of California, the same thing with the California Highway Patrol. There is a key national security component to this. And if we don't have fiscal sanity and fiscal soundness in our local governments and state governments and our federal government, it compromises the ability for those governing agencies to provide for the common security of the community. Great point. And just, you want to just search what's happening in Illinois right now is, and it's gotten a lot, not gotten a lot of attention, but they're in a position where because of court orders, the comptroller has to pay out more cash, write more checks every month than she's getting in in revenue. And she's going, hey, she's, she's trying to raise the warning signals there, but they're doing nothing. They're making no changes in how they're doing things. And they're they're headed towards bankruptcy, except that states can't file bankruptcy. Yep. They can't file bankruptcy. California is is tied into these these contracts with the pension plan, and that's what this gas tax. Don't make no mistake about it. Every tax this, increase is a is a pension is tax is and and cities around the inland empire are increasing sales taxes for what purpose? We didn't even talk about that, but we have new cities that are contemplating sales tax increases for what purpose? Because they are going broke because of the of the of the uh, burden. The overarching burden of meeting their pension right. and benefit obligations Amazing. to the public, to the public employees. Amazingly, an average government employee after thirty years of work, his or her pension is greater by about fifteen twenty thousand dollars than the average full time private sector worker in California. It's it's just you can't, incredible. You can't afford that. More on this after we take a break. More on Unite Inland Empire Radio program after this. We're from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. It seems like every week now, no matter whether we're talking about the continental, continental Europe, continental United States, or what, that we are dealing with the news of a jihadist attack. The most recent uh, one at the Flint, Michigan airport, you had a jihadist that came from Canada, and then from before that, Tunisia, who, went, who, who is quote-unquote self-radicalized, uh, said as he stabbed 
a policeman at the Flint, Michigan airport. This is for all of the Syrians and Afghanistan, Afghanis, and so you're all going to die. And, but of course, uh, while shouting Alhu Akbar. Right. And, the, and the, the, the headline I posted to my Facebook page, which was quoted from uh, CNN, basically said, oh, the guy screamed something in Arabic. Or even worse, there was, there was one of these, a similar knife or axe attack or blade weapon attack in Fresno. And it was reported as the, the man said in Arabic, God is great. Right. And confusing the issue because, you yeah. know, those of us that have studied this know that the God of Islam is not the same God that, you know, the Jews and the Christians uh, look to. It's a completely different God. But there was an attack in Brussels. It just it's, it, it's constant, and a lot of this happens under the radar. It doesn't get reported, certainly not in the mainstream media, and a lot of these kind of retail jihad attacks don't even get reported, particularly if they're in Europe, don't even get reported in conservative media. Unless you're, unless you're waging something like Jihad Watch or PamelaGeller.com or ReligionOfPeace.com, which actually do report all of these incidents. And another thing which you've, seen, which you've seen a number of these things, there was another one this past week, is a man in Switzerland went into the subway and sh- shouted, Alhu Akbar. Didn't, didn't commit any violence, but panicked everybody there. So it, it, it's almost like the old, the old question is, is, can you shout fire in a crowded theater? Can you shout Alhu Akbar in a crowded theater? Not anymore. Not anymore. That should that should now raise you know be raised to the same level as yelling fire in a theater to go into any uh, any any place now any public place and yell that uh, that that to me is where we are beginning to compromise our freedom of speech. That's not freedom of speech. That's inciting. That's inciting terror. It's, it's inciting panic. And yeah, right. And that there, there's, there's a Quran verse urging Muslims to so. Terror. That's right. I guess eight sixty. Sorry, I think it's Surah eight sixty. There's there's way too many verses to keep track of. So, our message from the United IE Radio program this week is unite around the effort to put the gas tax that Governor Brown and Sacramento shoved down our throats on the ballot to give the voters the opportunity. And, you know, I don't think, even though they have a, a supermajority, Greg, I think that it should be required for a 100% vote in Sacramento to pass this kind of a tax increase on the voters, get rid of that two-thirds stuff. This needs to be put on the ballot for the voters, and let's do it for the November 2018 election. As always, the most important political office is that of the private citizen, and that is especially true on repealing the Democrat gas tax increase. NoCAGasTax.com. Go there now. We'll be back next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.